So yeah, I got cut, but I'm glad you <laughs> glad you seem to enjoy your improv career. Going I, on. Yeah, I did. I I, I kind of had a similar situation, dude. Oh really? Yeah, I was doing a scene. We were supposed to be on like a cruise. This guy was reading a book, and when I was reading a book, and this guy was like kind of being an asshole to me. He's like, "What are you reading?" I was like, "Oh, just Mein Kampf." And <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's really good comedy. <laughs> and then the, the instructor who was Jewish, he was like, cut. cut, cut. <laughs> Maybe people would go to improv shows if they let this stuff keep happening. Okay. Also, I love your book, Jimmy, about uh, white fragility right on the toilet. <laughs> Can't wait for the sequel, White Power. <laughs> no, do you know what that is about? That book is like why Greg hates it. He goes, "Why white people can't talk about racism?" Yeah, he's so a white supremacist. Of I don't course. like that. The book starts where she's like, "I was on. I felt uncomfortable at a black barbecue and realized I was a racist." I'm like, "That sounds like a you story." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't know how to let loose and have fun. Sorry, but uh, you don't like the enough seasoning on the fucking chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry that you were caught up in your head during one of what could have been the best time of your life, but <laughs> I have fun at those. Dude, I was invited to one black barbecue, and I was so fucking excited. It was this kid on my football team, and I was like, yo, dude, like he thinks I'm cool. Like This is awesome. And then I showed up, and it's like four of the dorkiest white guys that from my high school, and I'm like... So there were no black people at it? There were like three or four, but it was his close friends. But then I, got, I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem There right. wasn't an uncle in his church clothes? Dude, then it got it even, wasn't a black barbecue. No, it got so much. It wasn't. It was not a black barbecue. This is what happened already. I get there, and it's all these dorky guys, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't think this is what I think it is. And then they sit us down in the living room, and he's like, okay, so... Guys, we found this great opportunity. Have you ever heard of Cutco Knives? And I was like, no. Oh, dude, you got Tupperware party. Uh, what's wrong with that? You don't think black people use Tupperware? That's also just like. No, he was trying to get me to sign up to start selling knives. And then he gets a cut of whatever knives I sell. What and his, fuck? whatever guy so got him in charge, gets a cut from whatever knives he sells. It's a fucking pyramid scheme. Whoa, that's yeah. worse than being molested, man. Yeah. They call those Tupperware parties. Oh, let's start the show. Are we recording? Oh, fuck. Is this recording, oh. too? Oh, you're I had no idea that we were recording. Okay, we can officially yeah. start okay. back. Uh, <coughs> okay, let me see. I'm going to start start recording. Say all the words you said again after you introduce us. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jimmy Clifford Show. I'm your host, Jimmy Clifford, here with my co-host. Greg DePaul. And our illustrious guest. Chris Tan. What's up, Chris? How you doing, brother man? We're doing great. I was just telling you guys, well, I just came from a Whataburger audition. Coming in hot. Coming in hot with yeah. the Whataburger. You that said you were just doing it at your house, though, right? Yeah. Like you were in an audition yeah. in front of, like... I was biting a Poppy seed bagel, dude. <laughs> so how did the, uh, the audition go? The audition, I just watched myself. I edited the video, and I just watched myself eat the bagel like five times, and I was like, this is so depressing, dude. And did you have to say something after you ate the bagel? No, it was just literally like smile and then like lift your eyebrows and then nod your All right, head. Give us, here, here's your bagel. Get, get, show us what you did. Mm. Mm. This might actually taste better than the shitty bagel. That <laughs> <laughs> That's a coaster. You just got really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Even, oh, no, it's, shit. I use it as a coaster. Actually, I couldn't find coasters, so I went to Walmart during last Easter, and they were doing like uh, you can like those are supposed to be eggs that you paint on. I'm like those work. We have what you call a limited budget. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It did look like an egg. All right, so show us what what a bur what what a burger is looking for. That's such a small bite. Do you see this? Do you see this coaster? <laughs> <laughs> <Dude, laughs> disgust. I was shocked you bit it at I all. Know, dude, I, got, I got salmonella I for the pot. I bigger if I criticized. <laughs> I got salmonella <laughs> for the pot. I didn't want to get AIDS just by taking a big bite. Let's see how much of this dirty coaster oh. Chris will shove in his mouth to start the pot. I, I, I think I might need poppers just to loosen me up after that. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, no, you got the job. Now, is it like a, like a like a national thing, or I mean, like a Texas thing? Where you'd be on commercials? Uh, I think Whataburger is tech. No, I haven't yet. I um, me and uh, it's crazy how I got this situation. It was is from this the agent. Yeah, it's the agent. Tell me the agent yeah, yeah, story. Okay. Yeah, tell have, me. Have you heard about this? Yeah, you and you and Ty have. Yeah, agent, yeah, right? we did. Uh, the, if I remember correctly, the agent recruited you guys because Ty had a house show. Right? Yeah, and so, at the house show, only two people showed up. So it was one person and this agent. 
It was the agent and her husband. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like an audition. <laughs> it entirely was, dude. <laughs> was it just you and Ty on the show? It was an all Asian show. And, and uh, so and you and Ty were the only ones that got picked up? Yeah. Basically. So you guys are the best Asians in Austin. Yeah. She did not like Fuzzy. <laughs> she could have fuzzy. She saw him do twenty minutes. She was like, "No, no, no." She liked Hans, but then she had a conversation with him afterwards. She's like, "Fuck me." <laughs> I I love the idea of Chris doing his set on stage and then her just go, "Eat this burger." <laughs> like the heckle is just like her giving you direction notes. She's just watching Chris do stand up. Like I could see him eating a burger really <laughs> it was actually before the show started he was sitting in ty's kitchen which was right next to the stage and he was eating a burger and she goes i'm gonna make that guy a star <laughs> yeah i see burger king right on that guy we gotta work our way up that's fun and then um what was that? i just told her straight up i don't really care about shooting like commercials or film just like get me into crazy rich asians too that's all i want <laughs> there you I go i was just like all right so we're gonna do the exact opposite of that here's a want a burger audition <laughs> i mean that's good Asians like burgers, you know, they're... Yeah. Yeah? yeah when, I th when I think burgers, I think Asians. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, it's just, the, it's just the American version of the bun bell. It's the same idea. But w would you be interested in doing more acting work? I wouldn't mind it. I think secretly what every guy, every uh, entertainer wants is just to be recognized from a TV show and then a girl sees you and is like, I want to fuck that guy. I think that's all I want. Yeah. To so have a reasonable. girl like notice you from a movie and be like, oh, okay, I want to sleep with that guy. And then that's all I That's want. a good point. Um, I think it depends on what movie. Like the Tinder swindler. I doubt he's getting much pussy nowadays. Have you? Did you watch the end though? He's with the supermodel. You know an Israeli supermodel. You know how many girls want to fuck the Riddler from Batman? Do they? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> no, that would just be hilarious. So, like, oh my God, Paul Dano. <laughs> it's like that guy's like, yeah, ever since I played the Riddler, I've been getting so much pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Girls love a mysterious guy. Dude, honestly, I would also love an actor that spoke that candidly in interviews. You know, like, so what has been like uh, the most rewarding experience of playing the Riddler? And he goes, honestly, like, it was cool to be in the movie. I like being able to work my acting chops. But the pussy's been ridiculous. <laughs> Large swaths of pussy. That's <laughs> been my favorite part of this cinematic experience. The, the hard part is, like, right before they come, they all want me to ask them a question. So I'm like, are you wet? <laughs> well, okay, Chris, let's give, uh, let's give the audience a little background into who you are. Uh -huh. Tell us about yourself. Born and raised in Austin, Texas, right? You're right. It really is an interview now, especially coming yeah. from Whataburger, dude. Yeah. Um, my elevator pitch? Not even an elevator pitch. Like <laughs> you go up to a girl in a bar and pretend pretend Greg's one of the Where do you see yourself you in movie. five years, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> in five years, I wanna. Oh, I wasn't actually serious. I don't no, no. I think it'd be interesting to start a cult. Because Ooh, yeah, okay. I've been. Th I studied religion in college, so I really it really hits home for me. I lived not too far from the One World Theater. Yes. And uh, the theater was started by a guy who was like a failed actor. He created the cult and then he bought the property so that he designed and wrote plays where he was the star. And I was like, as a failing comedian, I can resonate <laughs> with this entirely, dude. <laughs> I don't know. So born and raised Austin, Texas. Yeah. Wants to start a cult. Lived in New York for a while. I did. Yeah. It's surprising that we didn't meet. It is so weird because right? we literally hung out in the same places. Yeah. I uh, I worked a job at an investment bank for about 11 months. I got depressed, and then I went to the therapist, and he was like, dude, you're, you're smart, you're good-looking, you're charismatic. You could do. You should do stand-up comedy. Has <laughs> <laughs> he met a stand-up comedian? Yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, smart, good-looking, and charismatic. Those are none of the yeah. qualities of any of my favorite comedians. The crazy Wait, so the therapist is like, you're depressed, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm depressed. He's like... I know. Why don't you do something that's like the most depressing thing ever for But the people years. who don't do comedy, they're like, they look so happy all the time. Because they only see you when you're good. That's because they don't I'm go to saying, open mics. Sending someone to an yeah, open right. mic grind doesn't seem like a cure for depression. No, it's not. It's not. He clearly has never been to an open mic. I feel like if you did have depressed people and you send them to an open mic and not to perform, but to just watch... It'd be a lot happier afterwards. Yeah, that's true. Because you're like, that's <laughs> like, not yeah, my life sucks, but fuck that guy. On right, stage. that's how we spread joy, dude. 
Or it could be even worse because, like, you could be, like, a depressed person. You go to an open mic and you watch one of the 40-year-old guys get up and you're like, that could be me. I don't see. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much a shitty open mic will create a new comedian. You see somebody bomb on stage and you're like, I could do better than him. And that creates a comedian right there. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I, tell me if you guys agree. But I feel like the biggest thing that people fear in comedy isn't even necessarily bombing, but it's like you go to an open mic and you see 10 guys your age bomb. You're like, whatever the fuck. But then yeah. you see one guy that's old that's still bombing. That, I think, hits much harder to home for most people. Mm. Yeah, just because like you see what could happen if you fail really bad at this. It's the only thing that people <laughs> judge that harshly. Like that guy probably, ha you know, the 50 year old guy probably has a job. He probably does this like every night or a couple times a week because he likes it. And I'm sure his life isn't that. It shitty. all sort of depends on the content. Cause some 50 year olds that just do it as a hobby go up there and are fucking hilarious just because they're funny dudes in real life. But yeah. I'm saying even if they're not funny, like, would you do you think you go to the like the YMCA and you start watching basketball players and you see a 50 year old basketball player and you're like, fuck, kill myself before I'm that guy. Like, even if he still sucks. You no. Know what I mean? But I don't think you go to the YMCA basketball game hoping to become a professional basketball player. Right. They know it's just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys want to get into a little bit to the Louis thing? Yeah. What's sure. Chris, do you what know about the Louis thing? No, uh, no. He just said that he won a Grammy. Yeah. Louis C.K. won a Grammy and Twitter is not happy. They're like, oh, w Louis C.K. is allowed to assault women. But Will Smith can't assault you know, men. You say Twitter. <laughs> have you ever seen a moment where Twitter was happy? I feel like they're never happy. Twitter was happy when Biden Trump lost. President. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Literally, they're like, praise be the Lord. Yep. Or um, another one is whenever Lizzo, like, you know, squeezes herself into any tight little outfit. They love that shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, anytime Lizzo's, like, barely able to breathe, Twitter gets... <laughs> yeah, Lizzo's wearing <laughs> saran wrap, and Twitter's <laughs> like, oh, my God, what a queen. She's just like... I just am like, that looks a lot like the order that I had at Terry Black's the other day. <laughs> the to-go order. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Louis C.K. won a Grammy. Mm -hmm. This isn't even his first Grammy. He's won Grammys before. It's funny. It's because it's for the special he made like as the comeback special where he's literally just talking about the shit that yeah. happened to him. With a big sign that says, sorry. No, it wasn't for that one. It was for oh, the one before. It was for the one before? It was for Sincerely. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. The Grammys are... Hey guys, JJ here editing this episode. Jimmy goes on a tirade for 15 minutes talking about cinema, so in the interest of your guys' time, I cut that down to the best parts and made it fun. We all know that all award shows like that, I think, are horseshit. Like, I don't care or trust the judgment of any of them. I don't actually think it's the best one. Well, like, because, for example, with the Oscars, my biggest problem with the Oscars is, like... They all kind of like just sniff their own farts in the sense of they're not giving the best picture to what was the best movie of the year. They're giving it to whatever that was like the most like sensitive. If Star Wars, the, like the, you know, the original Star Wars came out, that created a whole new fucking world for like fans and people fucking loved it. The fact that, that didn't win an Oscar is horseshit because that was the best picture. Why is social progression more important than, like, good? People loved those movies, and it d didn't win an Oscar. I think that if a movie creates, like, a new world, like, it, it creates this whole fandom. Or, like, for example, Endgame. Do you know how many fucking people saw Avengers Endgame? Ridiculous amount. How did that not win the best movie of the year if it entertained a billion people? The first Iron Man was a solid fucking movie. That came out in, what, 2008? What do you think won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2008? Um, 2008 Best Picture. I bet you the movie sucks. No Country for Old Men. I mean, that's a good movie, but it's not as good as Iron Man. We should pick the best movie. In my opinion, I think the best movie, or the point of a movie, is to entertain. And whatever movie does the best job of entertaining people should win. I know a ridiculous amount about movies, and I can get into like the little nuance in the cinematography or in the, the story layout or this or that. That's why it, that's my whole fucking point. 
how is it the best picture if no one fucking saw it? That, we really got Jimmy going on yeah, a topic. I, know, <laughs> I can tell you, like, it feels like you're being interrogated. I see your nose sweating. I don't, right I'm now, not trying to interrogate you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to let He's more of a movie guy. I'm going to sit I'm back. I'm not even a movie guy. I'm going to bite this water burger on the side <laughs> right now. Just cruise. This, you see my... I'm just... Okay, do, feel, you don't I even have to like agree with me, but just JJ tell me you, you recognize like, my I'm point. I'm like pray back into a quarter right now. And Jimmy's <laughs> do you, but, no, no. Whether you agree or not, do you see what my point is? Uh, it just depends on what... Different strokes for different folks. There are some people who just want to turn off their brain. Those are the ones who like Marvel. There are some people who want to like watch like some critically acclaimed film, like um, like fucking some documentary. They want to learn from a movie. It just depends on what you want. I've been really into action movies recently for the past like two weeks. It just because like, well, because here I was sensing a bias. I didn't want to. No, no, no. This is what we're up against here. But I'm not even saying that. Like, I'm saying like for um. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I just get. I don't yeah. even realize well, when I get in those moves. Well, we'll hey guys, what do you think in the comments? <laughs> I don't think Chris has talked for the last seven. No, minutes. I haven't. I really don't watch any movies, so I'm like, I'm trying to chime in to stay irrelevant. But uh, now that it's my time for the pod, like, how about we talk about deforestation, huh? <laughs> It's like, let's have Chris Tan on the podcast. Me and Jimmy argue for 15 minutes. Chris is like a kid watching his parents go through a divorce right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, This is what it's like to be adopted by white people. (laughs) But, Chris, on the Louis thing, do you think that Louis should have been able to win an Oscar? Or do you think that his transgression should have won? I thought he won and then they took it away. No, no, he has the Grammy. They didn't take it away. Oh, okay. This happened like two weeks, a week ago. Yeah, yeah. So so what's, what's the issue? Like, oh, Twitter's just mad? Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't give him an Oscar because he's well, a, a bad you, guy. You write a movie and then see if you can make it on the list. Even Dark Knight also, didn't get on there. Yeah. Well, I think it's a Gram- Grammy, not an Oscar. Well, yeah, yeah, Grammy for his I, show. I, I but tell. I mean, okay. Chappelle won a Grammy. Well, also, I forget. What are the specials it was against, though, Luis? Because I remember looking at them and I was like... Because, like, whether you liked Louis or not, sincerely, one, the special wasn't even, like... I think he addressed like the allegations in the special for like for like two minutes yeah, of yeah. it. But the special <laughs> overall was some of his best work in so my good, opinion. Yeah. yeah. How's your 2018 and 19? And Louis also like an interesting case of like how how far do, does cancellation like go? Like, do we cancel people forever, or are we actually trying to like reeducate people and improve their behavior? This is an entirely a punishment society. We're not trying to rehabilitate. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Bo Burnham. If we found out that he had like a foot fetish for kids, then like there's no way he's like ever gonna climb black. It's climb, <laughs> climb. Dude, black. that would make that movie filmed about eighth graders so much fucking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you find out he has a child foot fetish. Like now you're looking at every scene in that movie. Like were any of their feet exposed? <laughs> every audition is just them trying to take a bite using their feet. <laughs> Bo Burnham's just like, all right, guys, let's see you on the basketball court. Take your shoes off. <laughs> it's like, why? It's like, uh, for realism. <laughs> We're doing realism. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, comedy. Best comedy album. The nominees were The Comedy Vaccine by Lavelle Crawford, Evolution by Chelsea Handler, Sincerely by uh, Louis C.K. by Louis C.K., uh, Thanks for Risking Your Life, the greatest average American and zero fucks given. I mean, yeah, that's a clear win. Honestly, not going to lie, I know nothing about pop culture, which is why I couldn't contribute to the movie stuff. I thought Chelsea Handler was a singer. <laughs> Bro, this is our field. <laughs> I, I've never heard <laughs> Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Chelsea Handler, she has the, she's the, the blonde chick that's old, and she's like, I fuck black guys, and she used to fuck uh, 50 Cent. She had a TV show with a little guy named Chewy. Oh, shit. She's like, she used to be a comedian, and now she just does, like, videos about white people and the fact that we we suck. There was a great moment at the creek one day where um, we had a show, and this one girl that was on the show opens for Chelsea Handler. And her friend came to see her, and it was a, a Louis J. Gomez show. And this girl was just doing a spot. And her friend was sitting in the audience, and Louis J. Gomez did a joke where he goes, um, Was it against women? Probably, but I don't even think it was like that bad. The joke was, uh, did you guys hear about that girl that convinced her boyfriend to kill himself through text messages? You know what I'm talking about? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about her, and he's like, "Yeah, and and uh, now she's in jail. I don't think she should be in jail. I mean, I think she should be in sales. Cause look at the what she did with text messages. Get that bitch on the phones, man. She's a fucking closer. Okay, <laughs> that was a joke. Funny joke. Whatever. Good joke. Yeah. This bitch runs out to the front desk, and she's like, "Oh my god, that is so fucked up. That is not funny to joke about. This is suicide. That's not cool to joke about." And I was like, well, you know, comedians joke about, you know, insensitive things. I get it. If you don't like it, you're happy to leave. She goes, no, no, no. They make funny jokes. I know comedy. One of my best friends, she opens for Chelsea Handler. <laughs> and I looked her dead in the eyes and I was like, you could have told me your best friend was Chelsea Handler and I still wouldn't respect your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that that's what she reacted to. Like, if it was a guy who convinced his girlfriend to kill himself, she would have flipped shit even more. I'm dude. sure. Yeah. Also, like, did she stay for the rest of his set? Like, that's no, like, she left. That's like the was that like the first five minutes of his set last it's time? It's gonna I be like yeah. the cleanest five minutes. I saw for him. Sure. He was like calling girls cunts like that. <laughs> dude, I literally have seen Luis J. Gomez like get high on stage, uh, fucking rant about how much he hates women and get applause from women. Like, <laughs> dude, I saw him. <laughs> It's fucking He's a crazy man I mean the Legion of The yeah, show he, is called The Legion of Skanks Like if you're gonna go To that show And get offended You're an idiot Yeah Because like The Legion of Skanks Literally made their whole thing They're like We make a podcast And we say fucked up shit mm -hmm. Hasn't Louis J. Gomez Had to talk to the parents Of like six mentally retarded kids Yeah for making point? fun of them <laughs> He apologizes to a lot of people Because he makes fun of them And then he finds out They're retarded afterwards And he has to apologize <laughs> But the funny thing is Every time that he apologizes, the parents talk to him and they're like, oh, don't worry, son. Like, we get it. Yeah. Our son was like you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, usually it's pretty, it's pretty like endearing. Like, he ends up being friends with the families and shit. That's because he doesn't have any actual, like, malice. Oh, you're telling me Luis J. Gomez doesn't actually hate retarded people? No, he only hates women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would say they're the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, here's another interview question, man. What got you into stand-up? Why'd you want to do it be just because of the uh, the therapist? Um, oh, did you have shit. any idea about doing uh, like a performance art type thing before you? I did improv before that. Okay. Yeah, sure. I think you were doing improv too, right? I got cut from the team. Oh damn, dude! You said the N word even before stand up. Actually, <laughs> I did get cut for being insensitive, but it wasn't for saying the N word. I was auditioning. I think I've said it on the pod before, but I was auditioning, and they were like, um, "So the other guy is gonna play a doctor, and you're gonna play an anti-vaxer." And the doctor is trying to vaccinate your kid, and you don't want that. And I was like, word, I got this. So I start to see, and I'm like, yeah, you ain't giving my kid fucking autism, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, stop the scene. They're like, what? I'm like, what do you mean, what? They're like, <laughs> you're like, fucking killed that. It's yes and. I'm like, I'm killing this part right now. Why did we stop? They're like, you can't say that. That's fucked up. I'm like, well, you're having me play an anti-vaxxer. Like, what did they want you to say? The doctor's like, I have to vaccinate your child. No, don't. Like, do they want me to like talk about legitimate health concerns yeah. and anti-vaxxers? Like, that's not funny at all. So yeah, I got cut. But I'm glad you <laughs> glad you seem to enjoy your improv career. Go I, on. Yeah, I did. I, I, I kind of had a similar situation, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, I was doing a scene. We were supposed to be on like a cruise. This guy was reading a book. And when I was reading a book and this guy was like kind of being an asshole to me, he's like, what are you reading? I was like, oh, just Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's really good comedy. <laughs> And then the, the instructor who was Jewish, he was like, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Maybe people would go to improv shows if they let this stuff keep happening. Well, have you ever seen Ted when uh, they go to an improv show and then they're in the back and the improv comedians are like asking for like uh, suggestions? They're like, okay, give us a place. And Ted in the back of the room goes, the offices of Charlie Hebdo. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and they're like, Give us another place. And they're like, the World Trade Center on 9-11. And they're like, I heard Starbucks. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, no, you didn't. You didn't hear Starbucks. And he goes, okay, Starbucks. Oh, my God. Imagine trying to build the scene from 9-11 World Trade Center. <laughs> it's like, all right, what are you doing? Reading a book. <laughs> oh, okay, Greg, time to give your presentation 
oh no, I need a distraction. (laughs) 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 I'm not ready. Please, God, anything, just distract <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, guys, look out the window. Something's going on, I think. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Oh, it's no, a plane. It is It is a plane. It's a fucking plane. Oh, my God. It's an- <laughs> Oh, it's getting closer. Guys. <laughs> oh, there's another plane, too. I don't know if I can continue with my presentation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, like, <laughs> you're about to, you have a Whataburger audition, and you're just sitting at home, you're like... I just, I don't want to do it. And your girlfriend's like, what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucked. Yeah, too soon. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that's the movie. (laughs) Chris, how'd you get started in stand-up comedy? Anti-vaxxers and 9-11. So how did you start comedy? Was it it a combination of therapy and, like, pussy, pretty much? Therapy? No. Pfft. Hate to sound lovey dovey, but I just like was forced to like be a finance like business guy my whole life. Yeah. So then I did comedy, and I was like, oh, I feel alive. And then it was like cocaine. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was good. And then my therapist to bring it back. Did you did you do well when you first started? After like three months, uh, I had like I kind of figured it out a but little. But I mean, bit. like your first three times on stage were oh, they first rough? Three times on stage, I bomb but like you're so in your head like when you get up you don't even feel the pain of like nobody laughing you're just like oh what just happened you black yeah. out yeah, yeah, yeah i felt the pain you did i still black out dude whenever i'm on stage what? i can't hear the laughs i just like if people wa- if i walk off and someone's like good job i'm like <laughs> literally i can't that's why that i take makes so much sense why you keep screaming through the laughs i'm like no jimmy pause and say the laugh I, know. Dude. I scream always <laughs> Oh, no, I'm like, whenever I was doing stand-up, I was fully aware how the audience was feeling. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not necessarily true, because we've gone like gone out to do stand-up, and you'd be like, oh, I fucking bombed, and well, you usually, didn't bomb. Actually, yeah, usually, uh, okay, I usually think they're thinking I'm doing way worse than I'm actually doing. Yeah. That's another thing. I always think I bomb. I've never gotten, I think like maybe once or twice I've I've seen you do s- bad in great rooms and then crush in terrible rooms. Yeah. Louis once said, he goes, you know, just because they're not laughing doesn't mean that you're bombing. Sometimes you're just being interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which isn't necessarily great, but, like, it's not... That's actually one of Bill Hicks' like rules of stand-up. Is like, if you're going to not be funny, you might as well be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my, I fucking... I ate a dick on my first first while. New York was rough for me, dude, because it was just, I like, it, it didn't... I loved it. It didn't vibe with me at all. Like, I, did, I never felt comfortable in New York. Really? I... I th- think that's the thing you have to learn with being uncomfortable i went to like the toughest like notoriously the most tough room jimmy people's mic at the oh, auto shrunken hat i fucking loved it can man. we just talk about that for a second what okay greg let me explain this mic to it's you. a hellhole for every comedian dude 3 p.m monday through friday yeah lower east side of new york they would hire this meth addict who was bald and was missing a bunch of teeth and they would be oh, in this is not the guy i was no i was thinking yeah, a big buff shrunken, black guy. Shrunken head. It Must was have a, been a new host then. Yeah, every time I went, it was this like methed out white guy, and you're in the back of a dive bar. Like imagine a dive bar, and you're in like this back little room. So it kind of you're not even like getting audience members that are just walking into the bar and like oh comedy. It's like you have to walk into the it's back. all the way in the back. So it's just comedians. They're all on their phones, and it's only like five people. They're all on their phones. You go up. There's one light, and then the guy that's hosting will be like. Okay, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> and then you go up, and I'm like, "Hi, guys. So, uh, d- 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 my penis is small. No, Nothing. Like, and mm. it's just like it's <laughs> deadening. And, and the five w- guys on their phones, like, I'm so fucking depressed. Oh, hundred percent. And it, it even really made sad. it worse a little bit, I think, because with Austin, you drive to the mic. You know, we have a lot of mics, but like you drive there and there's a lot of people there hanging out at least. Where New York, there's so many mics and everyone's on their own schedule trying to hit different ones that they'll literally show up. Like they'll go to the mic, sign up, go to another mic. They know they have to be back here by a certain time. They'll get their one spot before them, be on their phone getting ready for their spot, go up, do their set, leave. And so there wasn't really that sense of community. It's kind of like... 
you know, you're bopping all around. You're on the subway. You have to fucking walk everywhere. It's just like a lot more work for what I feel like was shittier opportunities and shittier rooms. Whereas like when you're starting, you kind of, at least for me, I needed to be coddled a little bit where I came to Austin and like, you know, you do the duck and that's like the one mic you're going to do that night. You sit there, you watch 10, 15 people bomb. You go up, you now have like more of an understanding of what the room wants because A, there is a fucking room. There's audience members, which is like, oh, you know, I think there's like two types of f like really good comedians. I think that there's the comics comic and then I think that there's the everyman's comic. And I don't think that comedians typically like the everyman's comic. Yeah. Like... Jeff Dunham sells out across the country every single fucking year, and I bet you he would bomb at the Creek Mike. Yeah, dude, I think oh, anyone entirely. who brings a fucking puppet out would bomb at the Creek Mike. But you Mike. know what I'm saying? Brian <laughs> no, I saw TJ Miller. He murdered with a trombone, He dude. did, dude. He was very funny. And oranges. Really? He murdered with oranges, dude. He also had a puppet. He had a... Um, <laughs> oh, he did. He, he did, did have a puppet, yeah. <laughs> that, it, was, it wasn't that funny, but people laughed. It was like... It was silly. He's very silly, so he brought yeah. a puppet on stage, and... Um, He's like, what? What is that called? Uh, pantomime, ventriloquism. ventriloquism. He was doing that, and he goes, and I can actually do. Th I'm very good at it, but uh, you know, it is COVID, so I have to put on a mask. <laughs> and he puts on a mask, <laughs> and then he starts like doing it. And he goes, see, you can't even see my mouth moving. <laughs> and it was just silly and funny. And he goes, but you think that's hard? Wait till I drink a glass of water. <laughs> And then he just starts pouring water into his face while talking, <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> Silly, but funny. That's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the differences, and I think. But you liked it. You said you like that fucking evil. I did. Yeah, back room. it just teaches you to become comfortable with like discomfort. Like that room was like almost like fucking boot camp. You just go in there and you like learn how to go like and grab people's attention. It's like what you guys said about being interesting. You just gotta loop them in. Yeah. And I just learned how to riff in that room, and that's like kind of like Christians the recipe. learned to start every set with the N word and go from there. <laughs> 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 it's like this is how you loop a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a small dick. How about those? Huh? <laughs> those, those guys are huge. <laughs> it's like everyone's just like now we're watching. It's got that got everyone right off that their phones. Show, yeah. New York, I mean, New York had so many rooms that, like, a lot of them were hell holes like that. But uh, there were some good ones, too. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Did you ever do Under St. Mark's? That one was shitty every time I went. Oh, really? Yeah. I would go, like, at late at night, and it would be, like, a full room. It was, like, a little underground really? theater. And there would be, like, all these audience members. And you'd oh, do yeah, oh that theater. Oh, I, I thought the vegan spot on St. Mark's. No, no, no I'm talking under St. Okay, Mark's. Okay, got it, got it. That's a great room. Down. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. Some of my favorite rooms to do here were like rooms where there was like literally three or four people in the front, but they were just listening. Yeah. And you just fucking talk to them for your five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Didn't even do material. Yeah. A good room is just like small and intimate to where like 10 people feels like a lot. That, that's perfect, man. Yeah. You also, don't need 100. One of the things about New I York. I just like doing crowd work a lot, I think. And Chris, yeah. I don't know if you agree with this, but with New York, I also was a lot more competitive. Are you not competitive here? I'm not as competitive here. I want me to get better every day, mm -hmm. whereas I would compare myself to a lot of comedians back then. Uh, and I don't okay. think that's necessarily healthy for me. Mm. I don't think I, that's healthy for anyone. But I'd be like, this guy fucking sucks. I'm so much better than him. And then I would go up and bomb too. And I'd be like, they just didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm better than him still, but they just didn't realize it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that what you have now is a healthier mindset. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you're probably the happiest comedian I've seen in Austin. Oh, dude, I fucking love my life. Like, I think this is such a dope scene, and we get to like fuck around all the time. And there's oh so many rooms, and like they're good rooms. Mm -hmm. It was surprising, like, coming to Austin because you can get up way more in New York, but the quality stage time is, isn't the best. Coming to Austin, you're guaranteed, like, six real people every time. Yeah. In New York, that's a fucking show. We, we At an open mic, if one unfortunate girl were to sit at the bar, she would have dick jokes just flared at her for the next hour, dude. Dude, I did a show where I produced the show in New York one time, and I yeah. was like... This was before I had any fucking idea what I was doing. And I booked legitimate comedians. I booked, like, comedy seller regulars. And then I had my mom and her friend. And that was the only audience. And they were like, this is the show. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> 
And so they're like, okay. And then they all just went up on stage and ripped me a new asshole for the entire show. And my mom is pissing herself laughing in the front row. They're like, like, what a fucking shitty show this guy runs. My mom's like, it is shitty. It is. I was mortified. I was like, Maybe I'm gonna hold Dude, that's off. That's even worse. Is that you have the best comedians in the world shitting on you? It's not just like us shitting on you. It's, these are people who've like written a million jokes oh, and they're yeah. just like firing off, just go- ripping me. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's how I felt when I did my first show here. The only I thought people- it went well. <laughs> no. Oh. I made it look like it went well on Instagram, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good plan, dude. That shit went horribly in person. <laughs> No, dude. The only people who showed up were Jordan McDonald's friends. Oh, that's funny. They were a great audience, but it would have been nice if it wasn't just those three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a fucking hundred and fifty seat theater. Yeah. You feel you feel the empty when there's all the seats. Yeah, yeah. Chris, did I did I tell you what? Uh, I just booked fucking Edinburgh, mm-hmm. in Scotland. So listen, brother, if you ever look if you're looking to do something this uh, this summer. June, right? No, August. August. Okay, okay. Let's yeah. I'll let you know. Hell I'm yeah. Doing bomb and get bomb. Thirty-one shows. Oh fuck! You bucked the venue. What's the venue like? Um, it's just a small, intimate, like sixty-person room, and it's right in the center of Edinburgh. So there's gonna be a lot of foot traffic. How long's the show every night? An hour. Damn. Yeah. And I imagine I'm just going to be getting hammered every fucking night for bombing it. <laughs> like, cause I, w- I want to do a lot of like weird shit, not just like the regular show that we do here, mm. but if we're doing it every night, you know, spice it up, spice it up for sure. <laughs> but, uh, that'll be fucking exciting. Hell yeah. Do you guys want to hop into some TikToks? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. So Chris, I'm going to let you choose which ones you uh-huh. want. We can do call the police. Dumb chicks. Dumb chicks. Dumb okay. chicks. I thought you would like this one. <laughs> <laughs> So last night I hooked up with this man and on International Women's Day, and I know that that is illegal, but I as a woman felt that I deserved a little treat, so I did it. And afterwards we were snuggling, we were forehead to forehead just like this, Uh, we were breathing the same amount, our toes were holding hands the whole nine yards, we were all snuggly, and he started talking about mortgages. At first (laughs) I was like, um, excuse me, because I don't know what mortgages. But <laughs> afterwards, he just got started getting so passionate about it. And I love when men have their little passions. It's like when the little kids are talking about sea turtles. And all of a sudden, you're very, very into sea turtles as well. So he's like, my grandma could save 50 k on her uh, mortgage because she has compound interest. I, I didn't know any of that meant. But I was like, oh, grandma, oh, no, how could you? Because <laughs> I really didn't know what it meant. But I was very into it at that point because his passions were very fun. Anyway, I didn't know what mortgage was, but now I know what mortgage is. I don't know what compound interest is, so. I love that. I don't know. It was wholesome, but, like, I also love the idea of a guy that's, like, just nutted. What do I want to talk about? Fucking mortgages. (laughs) That is... Post not a clarity from a girl's <laughs> perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why this guy talk about his passions after coming <laughs> on my feet? <laughs> I also love how this girl just gave such a wholesome response. Like you mentioned big words like mortgage and compound interest, and then you called her dumb chicks. <laughs> yeah, dude. How do you not know what compound interest is? The fuck? That just shows how boring a lot of guys are nowadays. She's like, oh, this one actually has a passion about something. Yeah. <laughs> this one actually has an interest in you. Nah, dude, he was just talking about crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a passion. I also like, he goes, my grandmother can save $50,000 on her mortgage. And she goes, oh, no, grandma, how could you do that? <laughs> like, it's a bad thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. So it, that was just fun for me. Um, <laughs> I'll show you another one. This one I, I like a lot. Whenever I, like, try to write something good and you guys are always just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not, like, I, dude, I was in a mental hospital for, like, the past three years, and I just got out. I'm in a high school at this point. And, shut the fuck Bring those guys with me on a date. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I was in a mental hospital. If, like, if, bum, the, bum, if, bum, if bum. the date's going bad, just do do. That's doo. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not quitting the band, bitch. <laughs> or 
you know it would be funny if you're on a date and she's boring you and you just turn to like some fake camera to your right and you're like today on watch mojo the 20 worst dates of all time <laughs> yeah dude i just become real life jim from the office like yeah. I'm just <laughs> um okay so do you guys i'll show you um either cool guys doing cool things Sexy man. Isn't that this podcast? Or or parking lot <laughs> rumble. Which one of these three do you want to see? Let's see cool guys doing cool things. Okay. <laughs> More powerful than Sidious. Or even should I say your rival, Anakin Skywalker? They gave Jabba a lightsaber. <laughs> I'm listening. Or battle out just like the old days. Of the Sith Army! Anger is not the way of a Jedi! Oh. oh my god, he used the Force. <laughs> hey, I bet you he would agree with me that Star Wars deserved an Oscar. That deserves an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, I like how the, the, the like the really fat guy with the lightsaber just looked like he didn't want to be there at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looked like he, they were about to like go to McDonald's and like the guy's like, wait, before we go, can we do a little lightsaber fight? The guy's like, Really, we gotta do a lightsaber fight now? Yes, we are doing the fight. It's almost like he backed into the trash can just to finish the scene. <laughs> He's like, "Fine, we'll do the lightsaber fight," but I promise you, I'm not doing a shirt. I'm not doing it with a shirt on. <laughs> That's not why people tune into this show. <laughs> Is it even a show? Or are those just two random guys? I think those are just two random cool guys doing cool things. Um, okay, what about this guy? I like this guy. And I don't know what it is I like about him, but I like oh, I love a this lot guy. about this guy. I fucking love Show this video to your girl. I gotta see, I'm testing something. Will she date me? Ah! Will she date me? Ah! I don't wanna know. You can keep her, I'm just saying. Will she date me? Ah! I'm just playing with you. Don't show her, she might fuck around and leave you. Ah! Let me stop. Will she date me? Ah! <laughs> Dude, that guy, that guy has so many like even funnier TikToks. Yeah. Have you seen him? No. I follow him on TikTok, Is bro. He good? He's, he's got hundreds of videos like similar to that. That's every white guy after they get the N-word pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like the fucking living definition of that. Okay. <laughs> Is this a character or is this real? He's real. I don't know if it's a character or not, but I love it. Okay, what about this stupid fuck? So if I was the only person on earth, you know what I would do? I'd probably find two beautiful honeys. <laughs> and ask them to hang out with me for the rest of the life. That's just thinking outside the box. <laughs> it's literally not answering the question. <laughs> if I was the only person on earth, I'd find two more people on earth and I would fuck them. <laughs> yeah, these are just ridiculous. Um, Call the police. Made the dumb oh, chick look smart. You might like this one. Yeah, facts, he did make the dumb chick look right, smart. Yeah. He did. Call the police for me. What's going on? He ran me over and jumped on the hood. Can <laughs> 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 you watch it again? Call the police for me. What's going on? He ran me over and jumped on the hood. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, it's just uh, so funny to think of them producing that, and then there's like a lav mic on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what about the hero we need? This is like this is the problem, right? There's a lot of guys that are simp's, but every now and then there's a guy that's just like a real at me? man. What? Are uh, you looking at me? You uh, said <laughs> simp, and then you looked directly at me. <laughs> oh, that was that was bad. <laughs> that was shit, that was bad timing. <laughs> a Freudian slip. <laughs> Forty and simp. On all threes, we'll get married. Okay. Oh. You deserve that after your fucking bullshit. You don't deserve her or any girl after that. <laughs> what does his forehead look like? Ash cheeks. Wait, what? One more time. If this lands on all threes, we'll get married. <gasps> okay. Oh. You deserve that after your fucking bullshit. You don't deserve her or any girl after that. Look, yeah, his, his forehead does look like an ass. Yeah, like, yeah, he has like a flat ass. Flat forehead balls. Dude, his forehead looks like Peter Griffin's chin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also like kind of bruised, almost like somebody flicked his nut. Dude, it's almost like he got mad and was headbutting the wall for a few hours. <laughs> his name is Supreme Chaos 918. And uh, do you think he, he like made this video and he's like, this is going to give me some pussy? 
I don't think you. I hope he wasn't. It seems serious. like one of those situations where like Louis J. Gomez will shit on him and then find out that he's retarded and then become <laughs> friends with him. <laughs> so I am now Louis J. Gomez. <laughs> wait, 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 but but uh, that girl is hot, and then the guy like he looks good, but then you hear his voice. It's kind of like, uh, uh, what if we get married? Uh, I think Instagram Loki saved that girl from a shitty marriage. Just because of the high voice, yeah, he dude. sounds like he'd be nagging a lot. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay, last one. I'll show you guys either pulled over or parking lot rumble. No, parking not. lot rumble. Okay. Let's get ready to rumble. I would not want to fuck with this guy. What? Hey, hey, look! Will you take your little white trash drunk ass out of here? Remember which way to go. That way. What happened? I just saw her what? eat shit. What? Did he hit her? No, he didn't hit her. He's like grabbing his dick. I guess they got in a fight with someone else at the pumps. And like this is a couple and they're yelling at another couple. But what I love about it is like he's acting ridiculous. This bitch can't stand up. And then he's like, you're making us look bad. Throw me, bitch. Throw me, bitch. <laughs> he's like he's like they're in the car he's like let's go intimidate these motherfuckers <laughs> she's like on the floor and he goes bitch what are you doing uh, is she hammered she has to be hammered no the diabetes just kicked in dude. hey hey look will you take your little white trash drunk ass out of here remember which way to go that way it also gives me vibes of like people that lived in Austin before everyone moved here acting. That guy looks like Jared Nathan. Hey, hey, look! Will you take your little white trash drunk ass out of here? Remember which way to go. That way. <laughs> You're making us look. Bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. When I grabbed my dick in front of everyone, that was cool. But you. And you fucking fell next to me. Now I look like a dork over here grabbing my cock. Fuck. Okay, I'll show you one more. Pulled over. I just have to ask, what's up with all, all your passengers? I just decided like I was gonna like make my own friends and just kind of hang out with them and stuff. So where where are you heading to tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm going to the party, man. What party? Uh, well, I, I kind of am the party, so just kind of like wherever I end up, you know? Yeah, we're kind of talking about it right now. We're just trying to decide where. Talking to your friends? See yeah, where? Just, yeah. All right. So. So. Jared, I have a question for you. When's the last time you took any kind of pills? Um, none, uh-uh. None? No, okay. uh-uh. I, I, Jared, when's the last time you used a controlled substance? No. Smoked weed? No, uh-uh. I, I, I'm not allowed to do that. I'm reaching for them. Oh, nothing like that. It was the... <laughs> He's like, yo, I got a fidget spinner in my bag, so like, don't worry about it. Was he on drugs? I don't know. Didn't look like it. I think the cop was on drugs. He thought the the fat heads were people. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> officer, these are fat heads. Like, it seems like that's like too elaborate to be on drugs. Like to plan all that just yeah. to get arrested. Yeah. Like, it seems like he planned to get pulled over that night. Oh, that's what I thought originally, but yeah, then they yeah, wanted, yeah. he was just fucking with the police. Or is that just who he is? I don't it's know. It's either like he's not doing drugs or he's doing a lot but of also, drugs. Also, who was filming the videos? Was Did this come from, like, the cop cam in, like, 360p? No, I think it was Live PD. I think they had, like, are you going to show Live PD? Uh, no. Oh, my God. It's so, <laughs> it's so, I love watching those shows. It's like, basically, a camera crew follows around cops. And they just arrest people. And some of the episodes are so goddamn funny. I'm sure. Like, there's the one dude. <clears throat> he pulled over this guy. 
and then he's asking him all these questions. It's some kid, he's maybe like 23, and he was smoking weed driving. And he goes, hey, man, do you have any weapons on you? The kid's like, no. He goes, any weapons, like guns, knives, bazookas? And the kid looks at him and goes, did, did you just ask me if there was a bazooka awesome. in my car? And the cop's like, yeah, I've seen a bazooka in a car. And he goes, no, I don't have a bazooka. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the most ridiculous question. Like, what would you do if you were a little high, you were driving, cop pulls you over, he goes, sir, do you have a bazooka in your car? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, that's not what he asked me. For sure, that's, that's, that must not be what he asked me. Dude, that would make me think I might be drunk. I yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, okay, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, I'm not going to answer the question, and if he did ask that, I'm going to look bad. I mean, or B, when? he didn't ask that. I'm going to say, sir, I don't have a bazooka in my car, and then it's going to sound exactly like I have a bazooka in my car. I mean, if we're in Florida, it's not out of the question to ask something like that. A bazooka? I, they got they got crocodiles in the back of a Subaru. Dude, that, every that, pair of black Air Forces comes with a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, well, listen, guys, we've done over an hour. Hell yeah, dude! All right. Yeah, it was quick. That flew by. Yeah, Chris, dude. you want to uh, call out your social media handles? We're gonna uh, tag it sure. all in the description. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, you can find me. Hopefully on a Whataburger commercial very soon. There you go. <laughs> but I'm on Instagram at devoutly Chris Tan, and I'm cooking up some new shows in Austin. Next one's going to be at uh, the Alamo Draft House at Mueller, April 29th at 730. Cool. What's that show called? That show, I just found out the name of the show. It's going to be um, Laughing Stock. Laughing Stock. Yeah, yeah. And that's just strict stand-up? Strict stand-up. Is that cool. a farm, like livestock? Good question. It's going to be a double entendre with the poster. It's going to be, I'm going to design it to where like the, the stock graph is going to be the mic cord. And then it's going to be a business dude making the bull oh, like and stocks. the bear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Laugh. Yeah. That's cool. Fuck yeah. Um, so you did Instagram. Are you on TikTok? No, I should probably do more stuff on TikTok. Should. Um, I'm always telling people we got yeah. on TikTok. You were the one who got, like, got me to download TikTok that night after I talked to you. And then Good. I uploaded one video and I was like, ah, I'm going to go jack off. After this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's some great videos of, as like a preamble, like a little uh, like a little porn um, palette cleanser on TikTok. That's where you start. Then you move over to the hub, dude. It's nice. Word. Well, that was the show. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you want to call out, Greg? Uh, you can watch me on this and stuff, and like I'll be doing things around, and like you know, there's activities planned and things. So yeah. stay tuned for that. But listen, guys, this has been the Jimmy Clifford Show. I've been your host, Jimmy Clifford, here with my co-host Greg DePaul and our illustrious guest Chris Tan. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next week. Peace. I got a piece so bad. <laughs>